Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Let's just honor the Lord with hands lifted up all over this place. With your presence, Lord, you put a stamp of approval on where we're at and what we're doing. But we do not take this lightly. Just like you to encourage, I just like to encourage you to not take this lightly. Yeah, we honor you, Lord. We reverence you. We even bow before you. There are some on their face right now. God, we honor you. And we do say, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. And in so by doing this, Heaven does come because Jesus, as you are exalted, all men, all of mankind is drawn to you. Let heaven come. Heaven come. Begin to release that out of your own mouth. See heaven invading the atmosphere of your family, even your car, your workplaces. Come on, those difficult situations. Let heaven. Come on, let it come in those difficult family matters. Come on, God, we pray, let heaven come into our schools. Let heaven come into our workplaces. Let heaven come into our government buildings. God, let heaven come and invade this stage today. Let heaven come and invade this place, this atmosphere. Jesus, would you come with your glory? Would you come and bring and invade the atmosphere of this place with who you are? the realities of heaven on earth. Come on, no pain, no turmoil, no distress. Jesus. Jesus, we pray. Come, Lord, come. Come, Lord, come. Come on, can we do that today? Can we say, come, Lord, come. 
Jesus. Yeah, come on. We invite you, Lord. We invite you. Have your way. You know, this kind of leads us into an interesting transitional point um, to a part of our service where we typically pray over each other. And so what I'd like to you to do at this point in time is, is to do that here in just a moment. But last week we talked about heaven um, very spontaneously. It wasn't something I had planned to do. But I really felt as though heaven was asking to <laughs> be taught about. And so it's so wild throughout this week. It was just riddled with so many prayers of God on earth as it is in heaven. How many of you guys can relate to that? This last week was just a lot of, of that type of prayer. We're not really sure what else to pray except God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many of you guys want to see heaven come to earth? Amen. And so one of the ways that this happens, the, the reality of heaven on earth, because who doesn't want to live within a paradise where, where our problems do not weigh more than the reality of heaven? But that can be really challenging because how many of you guys came in with some nagging this morning? You know, that, that burden, the, that, that worry, that lonesomeness. I don't know what it is that, that tried to, to trouble you or follow you in this morning. But one of the best ways to break those kind of yokes and break that kind of chain is to just talk to somebody about what you're going through. So why don't you go ahead and break off to somebody nearby or to somebody across the room and just talk to them about what's going on in your life and let's release heaven. Just pray, God, your will be done on earth in their life as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. We live for you, Lord. How many of you are here for Jesus this morning? Oh, there's no one like you. Just with the head bowed, eyes closed. No comparing, no monitoring, no distractions, all the cell phones. Put away Jesus. You know, there's songs sung in Christian churches that say, I want to burn for you. Other songs that say, I, I give it all just to know you. And I don't want you to raise your hand or look around at somebody who you think this might be. But I'd just like you to look in the mirror at this point and just see your life. And what you do, what you have done that gives an account for who you are. As to whether or not you're living for yourself or living for the kingdom. Because 
It does and it will. What you do testifies for you or against you as to if you're building the kingdom of heaven or if you're building your own kingdom. And just examine your heart for a moment as we talk about the heart. Is there evidence, and you, you, have, you must ask this question to yourself, is there evidence that I want heaven, that I'm living for heaven, that my gaze is fixed on Jesus? I want you to know that I'm broken. Like so many people that even follow and serve and love Jesus because so many times, so many moments of my life are filled with worry and distraction. So many days are filled with lack rather than love. They're filled with the ways of this world rather than the ways of heaven. And I wonder you know what what I wonder about is why God loved me first. Why he does. Stay there in your mind's eye, if you will, to behold the Lamb of God, to keep your attention fixated on Jesus. See him high and lifted up on a cross. See him suffering. See him brutus. Bruised and beaten. See him shamed. But see him taking your place, my friends. Lovers of Jesus, see him on the cross for you and me. Let us reflect on the fact that the beauty of our Savior was first despised. Jesus, the Savior of mankind, was first rejected so that we could be accepted. He was beaten and bruised For us to be whole. 
He was made so poor, beyond human recognition, in fact, beaten and bruised, tissue and skin ripped from his flesh so that you and I don't have to lack. But you know, is it really any wonder as to why he chose rejection, as to why he chose the lowly road for me and you? When he said, I call you friend. See yourself bowing at his feet and Jesus lifting up your chin to gaze into his eyes. I know this is kind of getting a little funny. I really just hear the words forgiveness this morning. I really just see Jesus looking at each and every single one of us and saying, I forgive you. Look, check out the holes in my hands. Like, I forgive, I forgive you. You don't have to stay mad at yourself. You don't have to stay ashamed. You don't have to stay prideful. You don't have to try and do life on your own in your own way. I hear him saying, I'm enough. I can tell you from my own experience, that that so many times in my life, I try to make money enough to satisfy me. I try to make video games enough. I, in past times, I have tried to make sex enough. How many of you guys have ever tried to fill your life with something that did not satisfy you? And we would be here for the rest of the day and the week to talk about all the things that we try to fill our life with that leave us dissatisfied. But Jesus promised this. He said, if you are thirsty, in other words, if you are looking for something that will quench your thirst, that will cause you to be made feel like you're important, like you matter, like what you're doing isn't invisible, like who you are isn't invisible. Live in me. The Passion Translation of the Bible, if you've never checked it out, if you've never read it, is filled with 
life union phrases over and over and over again. Because as we read the Gospels, and I know that, that we do, we see the life of Jesus lived out with his fellow brethren, his, his brothers and sisters, as he did life together with them, eating by the fireside, going through the struggles. And how many of you guys are thankful for a friend in your life or maybe multiple friends who have stuck by you through some hard stuff? Maybe you're that friend this morning. But Jesus is the friend of all friends. Jesus is your friend. Can you just say that Jesus is my friend? Did you know that Jesus wanted to live in friendship with you and I? It's true. Because he said, no longer do I call you slaves, I call you friends. I'm curious as to which one of you has ever thought that Jesus was boring. Anybody by a show of hands? But yet, how many of us dwell a lot on the realities of heaven as far as what it's going to be like spending eternity in heaven. We are consumed with the ways of this world in so many ways, are we not? Forgetting our ultimate goal of in one way, it could be said, making disciples. I was having a conversation, a little leadership conversation with a couple of guys a few weeks ago. And I was trying to impress upon them the value of friendship. In building a team, Jesus led a lot. He gave a lot of instruction And at the end of the day, he remained friends with people who would betray him. Even those who would curse him, walk away from him, spit on him. And in the end goal, it was to make disciples of all nations. Our job if you will, our career, our, our lifelong goal. Not that I'm trying to steal Freedom Crusade's job of discipling nations, but, <laughs> you know, it, that was in the great uh, commission or command, as it could be stated. Matthew 28, 18, 19, and 20, Jesus says, go into all the earth and make disciples, baptizing them in my name. 
He said, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Now I command you, I tell you to go and do this. It wasn't a suggestion. Making disciples. What does that look like? What does that take? And how is that related to the conversation of heaven? I believe it's so intertwined because someone who is passionate about their their future and their calling and their purpose is going to live that. It's not going to be something, maybe you guys have heard this, if you find something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. How many of you guys work and don't love it? I don't like working as a pastor, but I like living out of sonship in relationship to my father. How many of you guys like going camping or fishing or hunting or, or frisbee? Come on, where's my, where's my geeks at? Ultimate freaks. <laughs> when are we playing ultimate next? Tomorrow, I guess. Finally, we'll restart it. But you know the ultimate goal, and even, even that, and even playing Frisbee with these guys, is to, is to build life, to do life together. And so I just want to challenge you guys. I just want to encourage you guys this morning that no matter where you are at in life, stop to reflect on what is driving you. What is the end goal of this? If the end goal of this is to live in a relationship with other people forever, then you are on a great track. But we all know how selfish we are. Do not elbow your neighbor. We all know how, how prideful we can be when we judge and compare other people. When true judgment is supposed to be birthed and, and, and begin and lived in with, with our, our own life, with our own hearts, self-examination each and every single day. Beginning and living within the reality that, that without Christ, we are so broken, we are so hopeless, we are so lost. But it, it, was, it was Christ who loved us first and, and, and not trying to tally up our good works, how many Sundays that we come to church and serve, or how many good works, how many good deeds do we do. In the same manner, I, I, would, I would like to encourage those of us who maybe aren't in, all the, in church all the time, or maybe aren't in God's face all the time, or maybe... Maybe you're, you're not sure about any of this or why you're even here or why you're listening. And I'd just like to say that no matter what you ever decide to do, heaven is infatuated with the, the idea of being together with you forever. <laughs> and that's kind of a funny way of putting it. But you know, for God so loved the world that he gave, it wasn't conditional. How many of you guys like free, right? The grace of God saved humanity. And it is up to us to believe in that. And belief is this, this strong conviction that will shape and mold 
and even shift the course of our, our life to cause us to be infatuated with the idea of living within heaven on earth. And you've heard me phrase that. You've heard me talk about that, and we, we did go over that last week. But for those of you who, who weren't here or you're like me and you just think about other things a lot more than you do heaven and Jesus, come on, it's okay. Let's, let's stop and reflect on that. Remember how I was talking about relationships and about discipling, about discipleship? You want to know one of the most important things that you could ever do before you ever go make other disciples? Come on, shout it out at me. What is it? Be a disciple. Be a lover of Jesus. Don't be a lover of video games. Don't be a lover of self. Don't be a lover of this world, of new sneakers, of nice cars, of what looks good. Come on, don't be a lover of the pride of life. Don't be a lover of what promotes self. Be a lover of, of this. Be a lover of getting on your knees. Be a lover of, of, of things that are hard to do for you. Of saying, God, not my will. Come on, can you just say that? Not my will. Not my will. Come on, you ought to tell yourself two or three more times. Not my will. It's not about me. Remember how last week I was just saying that? Sometimes you just got to rise up in the spirit and just say, no, I'm not going to serve me. I'm not going to serve the ways of this world. I'm not going to go after the flesh, the lusts of the flesh and the lusts of the eyes, what feels good, what looks good. I'm not going to exalt my life. Because why? Jesus said, if you exalt your life, you will lose it. But those who lose their life for my sake will find it. What a riddle. What a, what a paradigm. What, what, a, what a, a puzzle. How could it be that if I give, it will be given unto me? Haven't you ever read the story of Jesus? He gave his life. And was resurrected. He said, if you believe in me, you will never die. But first, you must die to yourself. You must die to your ways. Because the ways of this world and the ways of heaven are polar opposite. And, and so just, just a few ways to do that, if, if you maybe haven't gotten any good news this morning, um, and in closing, uh, is, is to just live for Jesus first. Put him first in, in every way you do it. So practically, what does it look like to put Jesus first? If you're not serving Jesus with a whole, with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul, in, in each and every single area of your life, take a second, ask Holy Spirit, is there anything in my life that I need to give to you? Do you hear anything? Did he say something? Write it down. We don't, don't shout it at me. I don't need to know. This is for, between you and him. And then second, one of the big things is going to be the lives of, of those around you. 
This is going to be like the, the things that are really hard, hurt and, and unforgiveness. Um, past situations with people, maybe even a present situation. And it's going to be giving those things to the Lord, those things that are really hard, those things that you want to hold on to, those things that, that you want to control. How many of you guys like to um, free fall? It's scary, yeah? Um, and so in living a life of surrender, it is that free fall. It is that, like, I give up my control to you because, God, I what? I trust in you. I have faith in you. And faith is assurance. Faith is trust. Faith is, is that, that deep belief and conviction, again, that will say, not my way, but your way. And so some of God's, some of the things that are God's ways, not just some of, some of God's ways, but some of the things that are God's ways are forgiveness. They are redemption. They, how many of you guys know that, that God even loves some of those really things that we think are really nasty, like pedophiles and, and, and murderers? God even believes and has redemption for those that are really far away from him and, and are really far away from our culture, from what is um, comfortable for us to associate with. God really loves and has redemption for that broken person, for that broken country, for that broken group of people. God has hope for um, all the things that are really far from what is okay in your mind. And so trying to like live in that reality is, is what it looks like to have heaven on earth. Because a disciple of Jesus is one who does what? Who lays down his life. Jesus said greater love is this than a man would lay down his life. Am I making any sense to anybody in here this morning? Okay. Um, I'm closing, guys. Um, I, don't, I didn't really have a lot to say to you guys this morning, and we've got the prayer drive. Um, that's going to take place at 3.30, and so you don't want to miss this opportunity to pray for our city and to pray. Well, that, that's another way we can close out that, honestly, we can close out with, with this, because how do you see heaven on earth? You pray for it. You know, Jesus said this, this prayer that, that um, I have been guilty of not praying very often, but he literally said, this is how you should pray. So it wasn't like a suggestion. It was more like a command. He said, you should pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Come on, you guys know it. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth. And how does God's kingdom be established on earth? Where must it start? Where is the only place that it can actively begin? Where is the only place that you have control over the, the kingdom of heaven to come to earth? In your hearts. In your heart, not your neighbor's. If you're not serving Jesus, you don't have the authority to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth in someone else's life. And I'm going to repeat that because that's so vital. If you're not surrendered, if you're not serving, if you're not loving Jesus with everything that you have, if you're not sold out, passionate, a freak for heaven, then I would encourage you to ask the question to yourself as to whether or not you love God with every part of your life. If your love has grown cold for him, it's okay because I get it. Just like we were talking about, the things of this world 
They're heavy. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of thorns. There's a lot of sharp and prickly. And I don't like it. And it's uncomfortable. And it's distracting. And it's divisive. And it's deceptive. I get it. But as friends of Jesus, we cannot allow that to dwell in our heart. We cannot treat sin with anything less than contempt and hatred. Let bitterness rise up inside of you for what the enemy's done. Let hatred swell up inside of you against the kingdom of darkness. Let it fuel your fire all the more for your love for Jesus. Because at the end of this, yes, praying out God's will is so important. And yes, making disciples is so important. Because you and I, if we're friends of Jesus, if, if, if we're saved... And since many and most of us, I know we are saved, we will spend forever together. Brown, yellow, red, black, and white. We're all precious in his sight. For God so loved, not North America, not Israel, although they were the first, the apple of his eye. And we must love Israel but God so loved the world that he gave. And at the beginning and, and, and the end of the day, especially, right? Come on, we've got to finish strong in this. Starting something, new things are really great and easy. How many guys love new? My new car was so easy to take care of, but right now, it's not easy. McKenna was so easy to love at first because it was, she was so new. My marriage was so easy to just. Be infatuated with. But as things progress, as relationships develop. It's hard to remain friends. It's hard to. Um, look past the differences. So that, that was careful, right? Come on, all my married people know what's up. And sometimes we end up in this place and we're like, God, why would you let that happen? Why is the world the way that it is? Why am I the way that I am? And we even hold ourselves against us, do we not? In unforgiveness and shame and bitterness and in contempt and condemnation. Some of those things intertwine together with ourselves and the lies of the enemy. And we become fixated on the problems rather than the answer. And I'd just like to invite you guys this morning. To make sure that there is no part of your hearts that has grown cold. 
Because our job must be It must be that. It must be him. It must be all about him. His ways of making friends with the world. Does that, is that kind of hard to wrap your mind around? Because it is for me. So I'd like to just encourage you, if maybe you are feeling really um, okay this morning, to try and take a look back to, you know, the 15, 20, 30, 40 plus years ago that Jesus found you in. It may be 15, 20, 30 minutes ago for you if you came in this morning and you're like, I'm back home, glory to God. But, you know, last night I was not. <laughs> or last week or last month or last year or whatever it may have been. And let's just reflect on that for just a, a minute longer, kind of like where we started the service, the message, talking about, you know, just being broken at the feet of Jesus. And, um, man, let's just pray heaven to come in our own hearts this morning, and then we'll close out with uh, praying for uh, our city uh, one more time, as today is Pray Beaumont Day. So just as you led, we're going to sing a little song. If you'd like to come to the altar, I'm going to ask our prayer partners to um, stand up and make their way down uh, to pray for those of you who are here this morning who need prayer for anything, healing, hope, brokenness, salvation, redemption, restoration. If there's any part of your life that you, you want Jesus to invade, we want to partner with you. But right now, just all over this place with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here in this place this morning and you're far away from Jesus, would you just lift your hand up? Nobody looking around. Far away from Jesus. If there's anybody here, nobody looking around. Just like to specifically pray for, for you if you're feeling far away from him. If you're feeling broken or maybe a little lost or confused, that's okay. Just slip your hand up. I'd, I'd just like to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We long for you. We look to you. We want to be close to you. If there's anybody here this morning who'd say, I, I, I just want to be closer to God. I want to be closer to Jesus. If you're here this morning, you'd say, that's my prayer. Would you stretch out your hand? I want to be closer to you, Jesus. We want to let go. Sometimes we don't know how to let go. If you're here this morning and you're just saying that I'm really just struggling. Anybody here struggling this morning? Wave your hand at me. It's okay. It's okay. He is near to the broken hearted. <laughs> you know, it's okay to be <laughs> broken in his presence, but be in his presence. So all over this room, if you just stand on your feet. And for those of you who waved your hand, wanted to wave your hand, did wave your, wave your hand, I just really invite you down here to the altar once again. You don't have to pray with somebody if you don't want to, but they're here to pray with you. And let's just cry out, Abba, Father. Let's just cry out for heaven to invade our hearts, for heaven to invade this atmosphere once again.
Jesus, would you come, lover of our souls? Come on, tell him today. Jesus, we surrender. Oh, you can have my heart. Come on, tell him. Oh, come on, this is how we surrender. This is how you let go. Jesus. Oh. oh, you can have my heart. Come on, yes, you can have my heart. Jesus, you can have it all. 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 Let's just make that our prayer as we get ready to dismiss here. Can you just tell him in your own words? So come and do, Lord, whatever you want to. All over this campus, Lord, all over this people, those who can hear the sound of my voice. In reaction, hands lifted up all over to surrender. We say, God, come and do whatever you want to. God, come and have your way. Come on, sometimes you don't have the words to say. All you need to do is this and surrender. Come on, all over this place, hands up. We surrender to the will of heaven. Heaven come. Let heaven come. Let it start in my heart. Let the the burning blaze and fire of Jesus and his love for humanity. I breathe now for all those willing to receive refreshing, restoration, redemption, just love and all all, uh, uh, including forgiveness. Right now in Jesus' name we say, You can have it all, Lord. You can have it all. Amen. And now for our city, Lord. Come on, for our schools. God, for our businesses, for our workplaces. God, we even pray for those those dark alleyways, those uh, dark underpasses. God, especially for the the places where uh, there's orphans that spirit of the orphan that would try to manifest in our city and our, our, even our homes. We come against those demonic spirits. We come against the spirit of darkness upon our land right now in Jesus' name. And we curse you. We cast you out to the pit of hell. We plead the blood over our highways. We plead the blood over, over the... Uh, the parameters of our city right now in Jesus' name for the watchers to go on the wall, even as we were praying this morning, already seeing angels being posted at the four corners. Jesus. 
We command those angels according to your word. You said if we pray it according to your will, that the angels hearken unto your word. We thank you, God, that they are even now stationed in our homes, even here in our hearts, angels to guard and watch over us and protect us, our family members. But God, especially the widows and the orphans, those that you said that we needed to care for, even the persecuted, the brethren within our body that are, are in lack this morning, that are hurting, that are feeling broken, that are feeling cast aside, that are feeling as though they're not included. We, we take authority over those lies of the enemy right now, and we, we break them in Jesus' name. We take authority over those yokes of bondage that would keep people isolated and alone. We come against those. We push them back. We push the darkness back. We will, not, we, we will not allow those spirits in our city any longer. You have been exposed and you are not welcome here. And so we lose the spirit of harmony and unity in our city. Come on, we thank you, God. Come on, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that where the, your spirit is, Lord, there's freedom. There is hope. There's unity in your name, Jesus. We're not here to exalt Trinity. We're not here to exalt any, uh, any body except for yours, Lord, except for you, Jesus. We exalt you, King Jesus. Come on. With a mighty shout. Hallelujah. Come on. We shout your name, Jesus. Come on. Let's exalt his name. Come on, Jesus. We exalt the banner of Jesus over Beaumont. We exalt our champion, Jesus. Jesus, come on. Healer for our land. Come on, Jesus. Jesus. Only you can heal our land. Only you can bring a divided body and make us whole once again, Lord. We love you, Lord. Oh, yeah, we love you, Jesus. We love you so much. Jesus, we adore you. Would you come and be the epicenter of our city once again, Lord? Would you, Jesus, we pray, and I pray that you would manifest and make yourself aware, Lord, for the places that we can't go, that we're not welcome that we have not welcomed you, I pray that you would just manifest yourself in those dark places in our minds and our hearts and our homes where you're not welcome, where we have unintentionally not welcomed you. That you show up like the blazing sun and everything would be exposed in the radiance of your lights. And within that lights, you bring life unto all men. You are the light of the world. Is he not? Jesus, you are the light of our life. Your light gives us life, Lord. And I pray that you would do that this week toward each and every single family member and home represented that is a part of Trinity, that you would just expose the darkness, that you would bring your, your radiance and the, the light which is our life to our homes and to our hearts once again. In the mighty name of Jesus and all who believed it,
said amen. Amen. You guys don't want to miss this prayer drive today. I can feel it. It's going to be powerful. How many of you guys are thankful for the power of God here this morning? Come on. I'm wrecked in his presence. Before we dismiss, I just have something really important. I need, uh, Nanette, would you bring Robin to the front here? We have a very special person celebrating a birthday this last week. How many years was it? 83. Come on, make some noise. Come on down. Make some noise. Come on down. Come on. Yeah, come on. Robin, how long have you been a part of our body now? I was going to say, it's, it's been uh, 18, been, been, a, been a, uh, not 18, but eight or nine years. So uh, 10 years. Come on. Um, you, are, you are a part of our family, and I wanted you to be up front here to know that. Pastor, would you come forward? Anybody else who'd like to come, come forward right now? Let's just sing happy birthday to our family member. Ah, happy. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Robin. Happy birthday to you. We love you. God bless you. You look so nice in your new clothes. Y'all make sure you show Robin some love as we go. Love God. Love people, especially the birthday girl. And lead well. Hope to see you guys at Ford Park, 3 o'clock. We leave at 3.30. Have a great day.